0: So we'll just get started right now um, if you're if you're ready to go. I am good to go. Sounds good, bro. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Low Expectations Podcast. I'm your host, Ty, joined today by someone that's been on the show before. Uh, Carson, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, Ty. Thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to be for this podcast again.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. A little peek behind the curtain here. Last week, me and Carson did a preview, uh, kind of a playoff. Not playoff, but NBA podcast. Um, And something happened. I don't know. It just never saw the light of day, unfortunately. That was my bad on the recording end. So dragged him back here this week. But, hey, it might have worked out better now because uh, last night we um, pretty much except one matchup we have our uh playoff matchup set so we'll have even a little more stuff to talk about and a little more games to go off of than what we did last week so uh really excited just to jump back in and hopefully have another fun conversation that we can actually post this time
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: but yeah so what we're gonna do today is just um we're gonna draft teams in which we think are most likely to win the nba championship so um yeah i mean cars you know the drill and since you're the guest here i'll I'll go ahead and give you the first pick let's just uh let's just jump right in how about yeah let's go um with the first pick
1: in this draft i'm going to take the milwaukee bucks um tough pretty tough decision between the bucks lakers and clippers in my opinion they're definitely the tier one and i think you could You know, make an argument either way for any three of those teams to be the favorite to win the championship. And I think odds wise, uh, Lakers are actually the number one favorite, Bucks are two, Clippers are three. But I'm going to take the Bucks here. And the main reason I'm going to take the Bucks is because I think their road to a championship is going to be considerably easier than someone like the Lakers or someone like the Clippers. Uh, The Lakers have one of the toughest roads to a championship. And beat the memory as far as back as I can remember, you know, Lakers are gonna have to see most likely Portland Trailblazers round one, most likely, you know, Houston Rockets, maybe Oklahoma City Thunder round two. Uh, um, and then around probably the Clippers, and then if they make it to the finals, you know, Milwaukee or maybe Toronto. Um, and that is just one of the toughest roads to a championship I've ever heard of. And so I think the Lakers should be beat down if the, they even do make it to the finals. I think the Bucks are going to come out on top just because it's a little bit easier road to the NBA Finals. So first, number one pick, I'm going Milwaukee
0: the Bucks. Yeah, I can't argue with that pick there. I mean, Milwaukee, you know, kind of a interesting set of games they've had in the bubble. Uh, Giannis, obviously, with the headbutt last game, uh, seems a bit out of character. I only suspended one game, not going to affect him for the playoffs. But um, they looked a little shaky, but – so have the Lakers and you know these games are really for them especially they since they've had the one seed locked up have been warm-up games I think there is a clear tier a top tier in the two LA teams and the Bucks. I think those will be our you know spoilers but I think those will be the first three picks in some order um and yeah I can't argue with here you here with with Milwaukee um is there anything with Milwaukee where there's that little doubt in your head of what we saw last year where um, Bledsoe really fell apart in the playoffs? Uh, a lot of their role guys that are good regular season players, but maybe we haven't seen them necessarily do it on the big stage. Just, is there any of that in the back of your head, or is it, or are you pretty confident in Milwaukee coming out of the East?
1: No, 100%. You know, It's one of those things that Kelly, you've seen them do it once. I think you could say that with just about any team that hasn't been to a championship. You know, even like a team like the Clip- Clippers, Lakers, you know, Bucks. I think you could say that those teams um, until you've seen them win a championship. You know, especially the Bucks had some major holes last year. You know, um, for the most part, the Raptors were able to extremely slow down Giannis, and so I'm definitely cons- concerned about that. Um, you know, Giannis. I think Giannis a little bit like Rudy Gobert can be. Uh, obviously not to the extent or whatever. I'm not comparing two players. Just that they can be steamed for. Um, I think Giannis, you know, with him um, doing most of his damage, you know, in around the basket, around the hoop. I think you could sag off, hold up the three-point line, um, build a little bit of a wall, just like the Raptors did in last year's playoffs. And I think you could contain Giannis. Uh, I'm definitely concerned about that, uh, 100%. But uh, I still feel and that's the cool thing about this do I don't think there is one clear cut number one favorite out of the East or the West to make it the finals. You know, we don't have like the Golden State like we've had the last three years where it's just like they're making it to the NBA finals. Why didn't they play the playoffs? Um, you, you know, I so I am, I am definitely slightly concerned that the Bucs could be beat, but I still at the same time I think they are they have the best chance at winning the finals.
0: Yeah, I like what you said there. And I, I would agree with you, uh, too. I think that would be my first pick. I think that point about the road to the finals is is a a good one i mean it's especially in a exercise like this where we're strictly picking teams to win the title you got to take that into consideration and and the east is better especially the top part you know i'll give the east that they're definitely better but um there's still a gap between the west and the east i don't think anyone would sit there and argue against that so i I like i would pick the bucks first too uh there's just that thing in the back of my head with the Bucks where it's like the coach Budenholzer, you know, there's that thing with his system in the playoffs. Um I'm not sure how much I buy any of this, but there's just this narrative out there. And then there's this thing with Giannis where in the Houston game I saw it a little bit and then they lost another game um in the bubble. That was a, it was a primetime game. I'm I'm blanking on the game. Uh I'll pull it up. But where it's just kind of like Giannis really I don't want to say uncomfortable, but you just still know it's not his go to thing where all right, he has the ball, last two minutes of a game. You know, they blew the lead against Houston, seven point lead, and it's just like cause they really just couldn't score there for a second. And um, as dynamic as they are, they're still that, that in the back of the head. But I agree. I, I think I think they are the best team. And like you said, we could we could poke holes in any of these teams. So uh um, yeah, but I like that pick with the Bucks. So we'll move on here to the second pick. Um, and last week I went with the second pick, and I was a little unsure about it, but I feel better now. Um, I don't want to overreact to these games again, but last week I had the Clippers over the Lakers, and I feel even better about that pick now. We've seen the Lakers really struggle. Uh, they, they beat Denver, but barely. Denver closes that game. With and we'll get to the Lakers, but Denver closes that game with guys that aren't going to be closing games in the playoffs for them, and they barely win that game, and they've definitely had struggles. And but the Clippers, man, I just I just trust them. They have those two wings that they can just lock up. I mean, those are t- that combo of wing defenders is unfair. Kawhi Leonard is looks great physically. I mean, this time off looks like it's done wonders for him. Like. I haven't seen Kawhi look this springy and bouncy in years, and he's been great. So now he's – he's, I think he's reached a higher level of athleticism than he's been at. Paul George is still great. Like this guy's a borderline top ten player. Um, and they're deep. They got Lou Williams and Montrez coming back. I trust Doc as a coach. And I, I got him coming out of the West. I like the Clippers more than the Lakers right now disagree with you
1: too much I, would I think Clippers Lakers you know back and forth back and forth I think you could go either way as far as you know the gambling side of things go you know Lakers are plus plus two twenty five, Clippers are plus 315 and I I think the best two bets on the board um uh, are either Clippers plus 315 or the Raptors plus 950 I I think those are the only ones that I absolutely like the Lakers are overpriced Bucks are overpriced um uh, and maybe the Rockets have a slight chance, but even less so now that the uh, Russell Westbrook has been, with that Russell Westbrook injury, now he uh potentially going to miss a few games in the playoffs. Um, and So, you know, I think the Clippers might be the best bet off the gambling board. So I, I really like that Clippers bet in general. Uh, I, I still think it's 50-50. Lakers-Clippers, Lakers-Clippers. You know, in my opinion, if I had to pick, you know, one player – uh fourth quarter game seven nba finals i'm still going with lebron in my opinion you know he ha- he's been there so many times before um, he's still you know one of the best players um, in the nba and i know he's looked a little bit slow in this nba restart but i think you know lebron's kind of always done that in the last five, ten years where games that don't really matter you know they have the ones he locked up games that don't really matter he goes 50 percent um he coasts he you know kind of reserves himself for the times that really do matter and I think, while he hasn't looked good, I've not really put a ton of weight into that either. Um, I think he's going to come out firing all cylinders uh, uh, once the playoffs heat up. Um, but, like I already mentioned, that road to the finals for the Lakers is absolutely insane. You know, you got most likely the Portland Trailblazers, one of the best eight seeds in NBA history, in my opinion. You know, they went to the Western Conference Finals last year uh, – and then, you know, they lost a couple players, gained a couple players. I actually think the wide side pickup uh, was a pretty pretty good pickup. Because while I, I'm not you know, wide side's not a top five, not a top center. He is a very, very good backup center, one of the best backup centers in the NBA, in my opinion. And they got that for just about nothing. They did have to give up a ton. Um, and it's, it's honestly too bad that Trevor Reese didn't join them in the NBA restart, because I think... He would be a huge asset for the Trailblazers, uh, especially against a team like the Lakers with Anthony Davis, with LeBron James. And, but, yeah, the, the Lakers are um, have a very tough road to the finals, but I still think they have a good chance of making the finals. I'd say it's 50-50 between the Lakers' Clippers. Uh, and so I, I'm going to take the Los Angeles Lakers here with my pick number three. And Phil just was slightly lucky because they are currently the odds-on favorite to
0: win the NBA championship. So. Yeah, getting a favorite at three, that's that's some nice value there with, with the Lakers. And they, they definitely still have a shot. I mean, I, I'm not writing off the Lakers by any means. Sure. I think I'm uh, – I mean, I know these games don't matter, but and they still do have the Davis factor where the Clippers don't seem to have an answer for that. Davis has been killer against the Clippers, and they just don't really ha- seem to have an answer for him. Uh and But they have guys, they have the two best guys you could throw LeBron. <laughs> I mean, you know, in the NBA today, like in my opinion, like with Kawhi and Paul George, I just, they got two guys to throw him. He's been inefficient against the Clippers all year. I understand that you're right. I mean, LeBron has done this before. He saved himself. I, I I'm not saying he's washed or anything. He's still clearly a top five guy it's a really interesting matchup because they have the Davis thing on one hand, but then they also have this thing where no team really is more equipped to guard LeBron than the Clippers to me. Um, You know? And so I, I think, I think it's, it's, it's going to be a great series if that's what it ends up being at, you know, the two LA teams. And um, you can't go wrong with either one, both loaded with star talent, but the Lakers have also lost some guys that, you know, not having Avery Bradley is is concerning. I mean, that now they had to pick up J.R. Smith, who really hasn't looked good. I mean, he hasn't played in a long time, so maybe he can get his legs back under him. But, you know, when you're depending on guys like J.R. or Dion uh, to actually contribute and give you minutes, I think you can, you'll be fine in the early rounds. I mean, maybe not this year. I mean, like you said, Portland's on fire. But... Um, you should be okay, but when you get to play a team as good as the Clippers or the Bucks, it, that stuff might sh- start to show out a little bit more. The lack of shooting for the Lakers. Um, they are, they are, they rank 18th in three point percentage entering the bubble. Um, remember, only 22 teams came back. So they're really struggling shooting the ball since coming back. Um, but they still have those two guys, so ne- definitely can't write them off. So that's, so that's, so that's the top three. You know, whatever order you want to have. I don't think anybody's going to have too many arguments. Those are three great teams. Um, and then I think there is a drop off, but there's a drop off to teams that I think this year, because there is no Golden State, have a legitimate shot. And a team that I think has a legit shot, and and they're going to be my fourth fourth pick here is the toronto raptors uh i love i love this team uh 52 and 19 on the season after losing Kawhi leonard absolutely incredible uh what they've done they, they're they just they're just a bunch of they're just some dogs man i just look at them and they, they got lowry and they got they got og and they got Serge and they got ben Vliet and they got powell and they got i mean they just got these solid i mean it's just like oh he's a solid player oh they have him and now he's really good like you Know and this the Raptors, and then I haven't even got to their best player. I mean, I think Kyle might be their best player in some ways, just what he brings to the table. But, um, what Pascal's done and the leap that Pascal Siakam has made is absolutely incredible. He's he's a certified all star now. Um, and this team's just great, man. I i i love this team, I love watching this team. I think they play fantastic they've been they came into the bubble on fire they beat down the lakers um they they got blown out against the celtics but that was a really weird game where they're sitting guys in the second half a lot of this past week's been that way um but they've only lost one game in the bubble um beat the bucks a couple days ago i mean this team's really firing on all cylinders right now they have a Confidence and a swagger about them that now that they've done it, you know, it's weird to think that just two years ago there was this stigma about Toronto that they could, you know, never get over the hump and never beat LeBron. And now it's the complete opposite where it's I just have so much faith in this team, you know, and so I'm going to go ahead and take Toronto fourth here.
1: Toronto fourth, I think that's a great big tie. Uh, that's exactly who I would have picked at the fourth spot as well. Um, I really, really like their, you know, their heart, their grittiness, their hustle. Um, Nick Nurse, one of the best coaches in the NBA, I would have him. Uh, he'd be my NBA coach of the year. I'm not sure it's really that close in my opinion. Um, Nick Nurse, he's what he's done while losing and still, you know, having just as good of a record as he did last year. Um, you know, having just as good of a shot at, you know, NBA title as he did last year. Uh, it's been pretty incredible. So I I love that and I'm right there
0: with you and people like you listen to podcasts like I was listening to Zach Lowe the other day and and he was talking about how people within the NBA just rave about Nick Nurse and his creativity and how great he is and just how he's an actual X factor you know kind of the way that they talked about Brad Stevens even though he had done nothing he hadn't even like gotten out of the first round but um, (laughs) but Nick Nurse has actually won you know like he's he is the best coach in the NBA right. I mean Greg Popovich, you got to give him his props, you know, all due respect to him, sure. legend, but I don't know how many guys you're taking before you take Nick Nurse as a coach right now. He's he's incredible. Just wanted to add on there to just how great he's been and and we saw last year and you mentioned it, just he definitely confused Giannis and the Bucks. They they switched up what their their defense was doing and and I'm sure they'll have something for them again if that's the matchup we get. So yeah, he's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Raptors are looking really, really good. Nick Nurse, uh, one of the better coaches. Yeah, he's, he's definitely got to be, you know, top five. There's a lot of really good coaches in the NBA right now. And Nick Nurse, I think, is definitely a top five. And I think you can make an argument for know number one, two, three, anywhere in the top five. So uh, Nick Nurse has been awesome. I've been super impressed with him, super impressed with the entire Raptors team this entire season. You know, Fred VanVleet has earned himself a lot of money this last year. I believe he's a free agent this year, and he's going to make a lot of money, I believe. It's going to be tough for the Raptors to bring him back, but uh, he, he's been good for him, so that, that's good for him. Um, but yeah, anyway, with number five picked, uh, so far up to this point, it's been the exact same layout as how we drafted the last week, uh, but I'm going to take a little bit of a, a different route with this number five pick. Um. So last week I took the Houston Rockets, but within the last hour, break news from Adrian Wojnarowski: uh, Russell Westbrook is expected to mentally miss the start of his first round series with the. Stri- hey, cars. It- Seriously concerned, Rockets. might. if Westbrook misses three games or so against Oklahoma City Thunder, I think that they get bounced in the first round. I am um, definitely very concerned with that matchup, I'm not sure they'll be able to make the other first round of Westbrook, misses, you know, two, three, four games. Cause I look on the city team is good. They're very good. And the rockets, you know, they are really top two heavy. And so when you miss one of your top two guys with Westbrook, they kind of uh, don't really have a ton, you know, to combat that at all. So I'm going to switch things up just a little bit. Number five pick. I'm actually going to take the Boston Celtics. Um, I, I I really, they're like a really, really good even team, you know, on paper, you know, Campbell Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, um, Daniel Tice, you know, they got a little bit of Carter capture in there, Marcus Smart, uh, you know, their top eight guys, in my opinion, too, when you get to the playoffs, you're really short in rotations down to eight guys anyway, and their top eight guys, you know, are just as good, in my opinion, as any of the other top eight guys, you know, especially guys like, you know, Marcus Smart got off the bench, especially guys like three, four, five, where you have, you know, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart, you know, those those three, four guys would be a lot of other teams, three, four, five guys. And so I'm, I'm taking the Boston Celtics. You know, they kind of got a lucky break uh, here in the first round. They're going to play the Philadelphia 76ers. And no Ben Simmons. Um, he just had surgery. Um, Joel Bede's been super beat up. Al Horford's looked like a shell himself. Uh, Tobias Harris has a – you know, look like he did last year, the year before he got paid a lot of money and he hasn't looked the best. Still looking all right, not the best. Uh, and so I, I think the Boston Celtics will, you know, you'll beat the Philadelphia 76ers in the first round, mainly because you know not have Ben Simmons. It would have been a great first round matchup had Ben Simmons been healthy. But without Ben Simmons, it's going to be tough for the Sixers to even compete uh, in that Celtics series. So I'm going to take the Boston Celtics here in the number five pick, um, and I'm I've, I've always been kind of a big fan of Brad Stevens. Um, I like Kemba Walker. Tatum's been, especially if we can see Tatum, like we see, you know, that January February stretch of Tatum, they they honestly could make it to the NBA Finals. If you can see, you know, thirty points a game out of Tatum, if you can see that stretch that he had that four to two month stretch he had in January and February, I don't see any reason why this Boston Celtics team couldn't. Uh, Make to the finals because right now they're, you know, kind of missing that number one guy, unless Tatum shows what he did in January February. And then if Tatum shows what he did in January, he puts up 36 and 6, or whatever he was putting up, uh, he could, the Boston Celtics could very easily, you know, Make it to the NBA Finals or Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, you know, go seven games with the Raptors. Go six, seven games with the Bronx. I don't see any reason for that. So number five, I'm going to take the
0: Boston Celtics. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Uh, yeah, the Westbrook news, tough for Houston. We'll see how long he's out. Uh, like you said, it looks like they say it'll depend on how he responds to treatment. Yeah. So, um, We'll see. I mean, that's, that was going to be a tough series for them already. OKC, okay, you know, we'll get to them. And um, and if we – but we'll stick with Boston here for a second. If they get Toronto, that's a great second-round matchup. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I love Tatum. I, I You know, his si- – the, the way he can handle and shoot and score at his size is is awesome to watch. When he gets it going, it's it's really something special. I mean – Yeah, I mean, there was a stretch there where he went nuts. I mean, you look at Tatum's box score, just quickly, I'll read these off, won't be too long, but there was a stretch there where he's just went nuts, and he's kind of, you know, he's had some good games, some bad games in the bubble, but he was a top 10 player there, after the all-star break pretty much where he went for 33 32 32 41 36 33 32 32 all between february and march so i mean he just he's went he's went nuts they got all those wings with brown who's been awesome i mean the brown people didn't seem to like the extension that jalen brown got earlier in the year but now that's looking like i think a good deal for boston jalen's Jalen's a really good player Hayward looks like you know two years post-injury it looks like he's finally getting back to what he close to what he was in Utah I'm not sure he's that good but he's he's really good he had 31 a couple days ago I mean he's really kind of back to being Gordon Hayward um and yeah Boston they're good man. I, I like that pick I they're they're really good too like they have a chance yeah. here and 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 I think this format is sets up well for them. They have a young team um, where if the, if these games get jammed packed and it's every other night these young legs that 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 could really benefit them with with the guys that they have. Um, we'll see how Kimba's health develops, but I like that pick there with Boston. I think they they have a shot here. Um, I, I actually didn't know yeah. about the Westbrook injury. That's I, you actually broke it to me. So um, that's yeah. uh, that's tough for uh, Houston. I would have had. I, I'll still go ahead and with the sixth pick here, take Houston. I, I mean quad injuries. I mean I'm not gonna act like a doctor. We'll see how long he misses. Um, they're saying at least the start. So, but I think Harden. What. Houston has done um I I still think I'm going to take him here. Is that a, is that too high for Houston do you think? I mean, I just no. I think I think you can't let him fall too hard, too far uh here despite the injury, especially if he's back, but a reason to have Boston over Houston it goes back to the schedule cuz you look at what Houston might have to go through to to potentially make a run. Oh, yeah. OKC, Lakers and the Clippers or whoever comes out of the other side of the bracket i mean that's just brutal but yeah i'll go ahead and take houston sixth um definitely a ringing endorsement there by me but um i just think they're they're the team in the west after the top two that i think you know i've at least seen them deep in the playoffs i've never seen that with denver i know they made the second round last year but you know i've never seen denver or utah pass the second round i've at least seen houston Make a run, so I'm, I'm. I'll take Houston with this next pick.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great pick, and I I would have picked that two of six just because, like you said, you know, the other teams that you would maybe have, uh, you know, you might consider uh, the Houston Rockets are, uh, ahead of those other teams. I mean, even with even if Westbrook misses two three games, I think that. Houston Rockets deserve to be ahead of us next year, and you know this. This next pick for me is pretty tough. Uh, a couple of the teams I'm kind of hitting, you know, you got
0: Yeah, I think it's um, it's kind of it gets really hard after this. I mean, it, it it's you could make an argument yeah. for a, a handful of teams now. I mean, <laughs> really,
1: for sure. Here at seven, we're kind of you know scraping a little bit here, but you know, it's a couple of the teams that you know I'm kind of. I'm still kind of debating, so maybe I can kind of, when I talk through this, I can kind of decide on the fly. So a couple of teams you yeah, got. The Miami Heat, led by Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. Um, they've really impressed me this year. Some of the young guys, young shooters. Uh, 76ers, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the Pacers. You know, 76ers still have Joel Embiid, who by all counts is a top 10, 11, 12 player in the NBA. He's a little dinged up right now. But as far as I know, he should be good to go by the playoffs. Uh, you got you know the Thunder we talked about. You got the Jazz. We got the Nuggets. We got the Mavericks. We got the Blazers. And honestly, out of all those teams, I think the the team with the best chance at going to uh, NBA Finals or you know Western Conference Finals. Ah, man, I, I'm gonna take the Philadelphia 76ers here. I thought uh, you were gonna I say know. Portland.
0: <laughs> I was waiting for Portland. <laughs>
1: They'll probably be a lot higher than at least their seating go for me, but I'm gonna go with the Philadelphia 76ers. At least on paper, you know they have a a very good team. Even without Ben Simmons, you know they still have you know Joel and who should be back for the playoffs. Al Horford, a multi-time All Star, a little bit past his prime, obviously, but still a good solid player. You got Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, Shake Millen, you know. Uh, Moss, Alec Burks, Raul Meadow, Matisse Seibald. Uh, and then kind of going back, you know, they're in the Eastern Conference. They don't have that insane uh, path to an NBA Finals like they would have to. They'd have to beat a good Celtics team round one, which would definitely 100% be tough. But at least on paper, I think they could compete you know, without Ben Simmons. Uh, and then, you know, I would still obviously favor the Celtics. I think they're ahead of the Sixers. But I think I think it'll be you know six seven games regardless, uh, and then you know if they can pa- pass the Celtics, they would have to face obviously a very very good Toronto Raptors team. But I think you know with Joel Embiid going 100 uh, percent, you know with Al Horford, Tobias Harris, uh, those three guys, I think they could really you know you know go five six maybe maybe seven games if they kind of if they seem dominant. Joel Embiid and Joel Embiid one of those players too when he's on on. He's a top five, six NBA player in the in the NBA. You know, when he's You're healthy, right. yep. when he's in shape, when he's, you know, playing really, really well, he's, in my opinion, you know, just as good as, if not better, as like a player like Anthony Davis. You know, right below, obviously, that tier of, you know, Harden, Giannis, Hawaii, LeBron, but I think right outside that tier, you could be very easily make a good case for Joel Embiid to be one of the best players when he's playing well. And so I'm, go- I'm going to kind of take, you know, the best player available type thing. And you might be able to argue Jokic is a better player over Embiid. And I think if you factor in health, factor in, you know, all that type of stuff, you probably have a very good case. But I think if you see dominant and Joel Embiid, dominant Joel Embiid. In my opinion, he's better than Dominic Nikola Jokic. Very, very close, but that's kind of where I'm going. And so I'm going to take the Philadelphia 76ers because they have one of the best players remaining. Their schedule slightly easier than someone like the Denver Nuggets or someone like um, you know, the Miami Heat or whatever. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't feel great about it, but I, I feel pretty good. I talked myself into it enough now that I feel pretty good about it. So I'm going with the 76ers here at the number seven pick.
0: Interesting. I, I think I, I think I would have slid Philly down a little bit more. I, I I'm I'm lower on them. I mean, they lose Simmons, which Simmons is a great player. I mean, don't get what I'm about to say wrong. I think Ben Simmons is a great player. But there's there's kind of this thing with Philly where they I don't even know if the stats back this up, but they just look smoother. They fit cleaner when one of their two best players isn't on the floor. Um, I'm not saying losing Ben Simmons makes them better. That's impossible to me. I don't like those arguments. I don't understand how losing a player like that can make you better. I mean, I think they fit better suddenly. And now I think Embiid is now utilized better and he has more room to move. Um, I, I don't like how those two fit together, but now we won't have to see it. <laughs> and maybe they can they can respond well to that. But um so with Philly and Boston in the first round, what do you what are you expecting to see there? We we saw this matchup in the second round a couple of years ago, um, and Boston won. What do you in five games? So what do you think this year? Do you have a prediction? Do you kind of have a feel for where this series is headed?
1: You know that, that's a great question, um, Boston Philly. I think you know you know the hard part of the Celtics they they don't have a great center that's definitely their weak spot. Right. Um on their starting five. You know, we have Daniel Tice who's a, a pretty good uh center. You know, he's he's a perfectly fine fifth the starting center, you know, back of center, that type of range, you know, fifth mm-hmm. option on that team. He doesn't get a ton of touches. Um, he goes in, plays hard. He's he's a good no no like Daniel Tice. But he's not even, you know, in Joel Embiid's ballpark um, when it comes to talent in my opinion. And so I think I think if Philly wants to have a chance at winning this this matchup, you know, Joel Embiid has got to attack Daniel Tice. they got to get Joel Embiid going. You know, he's got to have some 40, 50-point games if they want a chance to beat the Celtics. But I'm I'm taking the Celtics over Philly, um, I would probably say, in six games. Uh, so I, I definitely think Philly will, you know, take win a game or two. Um, so I'll take Boston in six. And I just think, you know, their guards are going to have a heyday um, going up against Shake and uh, I think, you know, Cambridge has going to have some new games. Brown, Tatum. Hayward, smart. I think, uh, I think I I like the Boston Celtics in six games over Philly. But at the same time, I wouldn't be that surprised, you know, if it would seven games or if, you know, Philly got the upper hand. we see, seen dominant Joel Embiid if Philly got the upper hand and possibly upset the Celtics. But as far as a prediction goes, I like Boston in six. So,
0: yeah, we actually – I'm I'm with you. I got I got Boston in 6-2 there. I, I think they're the better team, especially without Simmons. But, yeah, Embiid should eat in this matchup. They don't have a guy that can match up with him. I mean, nobody does. But, I mean, Boston especially, they don't have anybody in the world that can stay in front of him. He should have a monster series. If Philly wants to pull the upset, it's got to be through him. I mean, it's interesting because Boston would stop him, him in – Previous years because they had Horford and now Horford's on the other side. Disappointing year for first year for Horford in Philly. We'll see if he can kind of reach back in the tank here in the playoffs. But yeah, it's it's interesting these teams. You know, I think this this is a fun matchup. I, I like this matchup. These teams, I think, you know, this is a little bit of a rivalry here. Kind of chippier games you've seen. Kind of Embiid and smart get into it at times. So I I like this. I like this uh, matchup here, but I'm with you. I got Boston in six. Excited for that matchup though. Um, Next pick. So my next pick is a team I I didn't have this high last week. So I'm changing, I'm, I'm moving them up, bumping them up, and I'm taking them with the next pick. And that's the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think the Oklahoma City Thunder are a legit really good team i I think this is a team with in a weird way just professional players guys that have been there you have chris paul who i you know i I hate going against i you know his antics it can uh can get tiring but I, i i see i i see him as as one of the greatest point guards of all time i really do i he's a genius on the basketball court what he's done this year is spectacular um you know i love Shea and he's just a star in the making. He's going to be a multiple time all-star. I'll put money on that. I, I just he's he's that special. His length, his, his already is the shot looks good. He can get to the rim. I, I he's he's special I, and you got Adams who nobody likes to deal with and then you got Gallinari. Um they're not deep, but in the playoffs hey, you know what? You don't really necessarily We've seen you can get away with not having a great bench, and now you get this break with Russ in the first round. I think this, and now we can, I guess, talk about this uh, I, I, uh, matchup, Thunder Rockets. Uh, I'm guessing you would have had the Thunder lower, but I just think they're a professional team that I, I trust. They they play hard on both ends. You know what they're gonna. You know what you're gonna get from these guys, and I got I got this. Rockets. I got Rockets in seven against them, so I actually have them losing in the first round. But I think they're, you know, a tough draw for them. But I, I think they're, uh, I think they're a really good team, and they're coming on at the right time. Oh, so where would you have had them? And what do you think of this upcoming series? Yeah, I think
1: I think the Thunder. In this next ranking you know, you have the, the Thunder, the Heat, the Jazz, the Nuggets, uh the Mavericks, Blazers. You know, kind of got that same tier. That tier was always teams and I think you can make an argument for any of those teams in you know, any order really in my opinion. I think especially with the Russell Westbrook news kind of breaking um, recently, I, I love that pick right there honestly. I Like you said, Chris Paul, you know, leader, for general, kind of do whatever he takes to win, you know, no matter how much it pisses other teams off, you know, he's, he wants to win more than anything and that's something that I can respect, you know. Maybe disagree with the way he feels about it. I respect that he'll do just about eight to win. Uh, and so, you know, and then like you said, SGA, third player, Dalen Ari, Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams got to be one of the most likely in the NBA. Uh, they got a lot of a lot of pretty good talent on this Rockets team. They are on this Thunder team. They catch a good break with Russell Westbrook going now You know, uh, so I guess, especially on you know, the. Or next four or five teams in any order. Uh, I would say and I, I, I would go like I have to say that as well. Uh but it really, really goes back to how many games that Russell Westbrook misses. you know. If he misses one, I, I kinda of like Rockets in A uh if he misses two or three though then I like I mean, Rockets in seven, Thunder and seven, could go either way. But I'm going to go with, yeah, I'll stick with the Rockets, just like you. And I, I, I love them. I like the
0: Thunderdick that I hate, so. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought you might think it's a bit of a reach. But I, I, I do, I, I just think this is a really, I mean, that, and they're set up well for the future, too. And we'll see what Chris Paul's future ultimately is here. I mean, he might, might not be here that much longer. But I think it's funny because, like, people talk about Chris Paul as, you know a choker cuz he's never won right and he's had these kind of really bad playoff flameouts but <laughs> the dude averages in the playoffs he averages 19 and 7 like this guy is not underperforming in the playoffs he's had some bad moments and some big spots but other than MJ what guy hasn't like the reason he is is ringless isn't on him he's had some bad breaks um i just think he's going to perform in the playoffs. He does. He always does. The numbers are there. Um, I'm not, I, I obviously, I, I think I'm going to, I, I'm taking Houston. I'm at, so I ultimately think they're going to be out in the first round, but if they beat Houston, I'm not going to be surprised about, especially if, yeah, if, I mean, if, if Russ is coming back game four, if, if, if it's an extended injury, I'm just making a scenario right now. I don't know, but if it's, he's coming, he has to rush back and game four or three, and it's a, 1-1 or 2-1 series, I mean, who knows how it could go? I think Oklahoma City has a real shot, so um, that should be a fun series. I saw a tweet yesterday that, you know, it's, it's a really, you know, it's one of the best first-round matchups in a while, and I, I think I'd agree with that. It, it really is, and you think back to just first-round matchups, and this one is really up there for me. I'm, I'm fired up for this, especially when you throw in the narrative, the part that Chris Paul was on the Rockets. Uh, last year, and by all accounts, it seems like James Harden really was involved in getting Chris Paul off the rocket. So, I mean, it's just this series has got everything. I wish Russ was playing, though. Hopefully, he comes back. Yeah. All right. So,
1: for the number nine pick, I, I agree with everything you said. With the number nine pick, uh, I think I finally made up my mind on who I'm going to take here. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with a slight homework pick, but I think you can make an argument. I'm going to make a very good argument why I have him here. I'm going to take the Utah Jazz here at yes. nine, um, over the Denver Nuggets, over you know Mavericks, Blazers, uh, Miami Heat, who I think you could also make an argument for ahead of the Jazz, but I'm going to make I'm going to go with the Jazz here, number nine. Um, I still love their team. You know they have two borderline top twenty players, Don and Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. They have Mike Conley, who has looked really really good since the NBA has restarted. You know, averaging like twenty points, six assists uh pretty decent shooting percentages he's looked really really good he's looked almost like memphis Mike. um but he's he's looked good i've been impressed with my Conley. um jordan clarkson started slow in the nba restart but the last two three games um he's really picked it up shooting good percentages um scoring a lot of points and so and he's going to be huge for the jets you know they they need jordan clarkson to come in shoot 50 percent uh pass the ball a little bit more and they need they, they need jordan clarkson if they want to succeed um. Also, you know the Jazz top five, their starting five. I think the Jazz starting five would beat just about anyone, you know, besides maybe the top three teams. I think the Jazz starting five could beat anyone else's starting five. Just five versus five. It's their bench that gets in a, in a lot of trouble, and I think in the NBA playoffs, it can benefit the Jazz because that is when you know you start, you put your you play your starters forty minutes. Um, in and out every night, and I think if, if the Jazz want to go far in the playoffs, that's what they're going to have to do. If, if Quinn, you know, plays Gobert Donovan Mitchell 42 minutes a night, kind of pulls the little tib, uh, Tom, Tom Thibodeau card and plays them insane minutes, you know, plays Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, uh Mike on, you know, 38, 40 minutes, I think they're going to have a, they, they have a chance of going to make a deep run in the NBA playoffs, and, you know, they kind of, for once, finally lucked out with um, seeding, you know, they yes. got their preferred 6-3 matchup with the Denver Nuggets, who I honestly, I think it's 50-50, I think 50% chance Jazz has, uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk about the actual seeding you know, a little later, but, you know, they play the Denver Nuggets round one, I think it's 50-50, you go either way, you know, Donovan Mitchell's going to have to uh, show that he's an all-star, show that he's a top 20 player, Gobert Bear's going to have to. Play some dominant defense on Nikola Jokic, Royce joining with Mike going to have to play well, but I think the Jazz have the legit chance at making the second round. And so, and then once they get to the second round, they'll probably have the Los Angeles Clippers waiting for them. Who surprisingly, the Jazz match up fairly well against the Clippers. Um, a little less well since Bojan Bogdanovic is out, but you know they beat him two times in the regular season. They they've only lost. lost the, the Season. They're not fairly really well with them. They, they allow Regal Bear to stay the rim uh, with Zubach being the Clippers center. Uh, you know, they they Jazz match up fairly well for a Clippers team. I honestly would have pick them to win, but they match up well. I, they make it interesting enough that if the Clippers and Jazz face in the second round, I think it would go, you know, six-ish games. Um, and, and so I'm going to go ahead and take a little bit of a homer pick. But I think, you know, Utah Jazz have done enough in the NBA restart, and they have, you know, kind of the uh, break in the seedings that I think it's possible that, you know, they make some noise possibly in the second round. I'm not sure you can say the same with some of these other teams. And so I'm going to go ahead and take the Utah Jazz with the number nine pick in this draft. So
0: Yeah, I mean, I I like it. I mean, yeah, I I love that we – you know, I, I love that they finally got the right draw with the seedings. It's refreshing, you know, playing a matchup you feel much better about. Because um, I mean, I just as a Jazz fan, I think this is the best matchup we could have asked for with Denver. I'm not saying we're going to win. I agree. It's a toss-up. Uh, we can get to predictions when we get to Denver, wherever they land here. But, um, yeah, I like it. I think there's reason. I, I, I like the points you made. I agree with them. uh, the conley point especially i mean he he's looked really good he's arguably been their best player since the bubble you know since the nba restart so um it'll it'll be you know it's tough that they lost bogdan i mean yeah i mean losing. all right and then you got you clarkson the bench You know it's 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 horrible uh clarkson is streaky I'm not gonna sit here and bag on Clarkson because they you're right. They need him. He's flashed at times and they need him. Who else are they gonna go to? And he can he can put up points and they need it's kind of scary how much they need him. but if he shoots well, I, I, I like their chances in this series. If he doesn't, then they're gonna get killed in all the bench minutes and they might anyway. You know, but and and we can talk more about this in the series, so I'll save some of that. But yeah, I like it. I like that pick, and uh, so pick ten here. Um, I'm gonna take. I I'm having a. I'm, I was kind of juggling a couple teams too. I almost took Dallas, but I'm gonna end up going with the Heat. I'm gonna take Miami. Um, I I was I just like Miami's team, man. I mean. Miami in the playoffs I really like they got guys they kind of the are the OKC version of the East to me where they have guys that I trust in the playoffs Jimmy the three-point percentage it's never going to be pretty it's under 25 percent I think it's horrible but he's over 80 percent from the line he's a dog he gets to the rim he attacks 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 lives in the mid-range plays great defense we know what Jimmy is he's a top 20 player um and Drogic, Drogic is just quietly every year sixteen and six every year, just consistently tuning it, like turning out these really productive seasons, and he's never talked about, you know. And and you got you got guys like Duncan Robinson that's shooting forty four percent from three, and you got Tyler Hero, and you have shooters, and and you have Bam Adebayo that's really jumped in in his seconds in his. Second season, and he's blossomed into this all-star level player, and and they and they have Spolstra and the culture in Miami. I, I just trust him. I think four or five against in against Indiana. We get we get we get TJ and Jimmy for a series. Um, TJ Warren, by the way, who, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, I will get to that. But I, I, I li- I'll take Miami next. I like what they have, and then they got guys like Crowder. They, they just got guys that you know are going to play hard, do their job, play their role. Um, and I, I like Miami, so I'll take Miami next. Yeah, and I think that's a, a really
1: good pick. Um, prior to your pick, I was debating between the Miami and this the team that I'm going to pick. Um, and so since you and I was going to take whatever. So, I, I like Miami Heat in 10. Number 11, my pick, I'm going to go ahead and take
0: the Portland Trail Blazers. I like it. Um, that. that might be a, a little bit of a stretch, but, no, I
1: I, I really like them here. Damien lillard been playing freaking absolutely insane um, since Jeez. the NBA restart. He's been playing some of his best basketball I've ever seen. He put up, like, back-to-back 60-point, or, or I don't know if it's back-to-back 60-point game, but he put up, like, 100 and, like, 11, yeah, he went 51
0: points. and then 61. Just crazy.
1: Yeah, hundred, yeah, 51 and then 61. 112 points in back-to-back games. He's playing absolutely out of control. He's playing really, really well. Um, and, you know, if Damian Lillard can play like that, they have a chance at potentially beating the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, and I, while I probably wouldn't pick him, in my opinion, I absolutely think the Florida Trailblazers can. You will push the Lakers six, maybe even seven games, uh, which is pretty rare from a one 8 matchup. But Damian Willard's playing some of his best basketball I've ever seen out of him in his entire career. And that's saying a lot considering this team went to the Western Conference Finals last year. And Damian Willard was a huge reason that they did that, you know? Uh, he, and Damian Willard's, you know, top, probably, definitely top 10 player in my opinion, probably closer to a top six, seven player. Uh, maybe even top five if you're not including uh, Steph and KD, but I love the Portland Trailblazers. They've, they've looked really well since they restart, and their talent in their starting five is is pretty dang good. You know, you got Daniel Willard, uh, one of the top ten best players in the NBA. CJ McCall, terrific player. Carmelo Anthony, who actually really, really surprised me this year. You know, one of the, one of the players that I would say is pleasantly surprised me this year. Uh, he's been Pretty good for the Portland in big shots, with meter, you know, not being a complete uh, negative on the floor with his defense. Um, and then, you know, Zach Collins and Nurkic. Nurkic has looked really well since being back and healthy. He's been playing pretty well. And I touched on a little bit earlier, you know, Whiteside Side was a huge pickup for the Portland Trailblazers. Just to fill in for those, you know, Nurkic minutes, he's one of the best backup centers in the NBA. Uh, I've been really impressed, also with Gary Trent Jr. this year. Uh, Simons has been pretty impressive, and their top eight guys—you know, you got Lillard, Lillard, McCall, Carmelo, Zach Collins, Nurkic, Simons, Gary Trent Jr., um, Whiteside—that's that's a pretty talented, uh, you know, top eight players. Um, probably one of the most top, talented top eight seeds in NBA history. Uh, I really like the Portland Trailblazers here with my number eleven pick. Uh, and and since we're you know kind of we're at this one a matchup somewhat, it's obviously not lock in place for them to finish eight. They still have to potentially play a playing game. If if they get the eight nine and they might play the Kings. Who's also been red right R, the Grizzlies, or possibly the Spurs. Uh, but you know I, I I like the Portland Trailblazers here at number eleven, and you know they have I think they they have to have one of the best key, best players. Um, on any team remaining, so I'm kind of going best player here, best player available here. You know, one of the better teams, uh, pretty good top eight guys, and so number eleven pick Portland Trail Blazers.
0: Yeah, I like it. I mean, I I think they probably would have been my next pick if you didn't take them. Them or Dallas. I was thinking you might take one of them, and they're just on fire right now. I mean, they blew that um, they blew that Clippers game or they would oh, be yeah. on an absolute tear right now that they shouldn't have lost. They're just – they're playing great ball right now. Um, what more can you say? I mean, they. I agree with everything you said. I mean, you're right. Their top eight is great. And it's like, oh, well, why were they under 500? It's like they just added Nurkic. You know, they got him back. Yeah. They're getting healthy. I mean, I know McCollum's playing hurt right now. There was that report. But looks like he's going to play through it. I don't know how, but he is. <laughs> and, um, and they're just – a really solid team and they're well coached and dame is a superstar right now what more can you say i mean there's this guy is an absolute monster when, when you hear guys like the most connected guy in basketball adrian warden Wardenowski, saying things like there's not a player that means more to his team and market than damian lillard means to portland and the blazers you got to just stand up and listen like this guy's This guy is, I don't know where you'd put him. Like, it's kind of hard to put him in the top five when you have, I mean, the level of great players in this league is incredible, you know? So I don't know how you even break into the top five unless you like win the championship, but, um, he's so good right now. And it's, he's so fun to watch And this team. Yeah. Gary Trent Jr. Entered the bubble and has decided to never miss again. I mean, it's a, it's a good, it's a good strategy and, um, like this team is really playing well right now if they do match up with the lakers how realistic do you think it is that they can win that series
1: i, I think it's fairly realistic i put like you know the percentage chance like right around 25 percent, which is you know really really high for a 1-8 matchup you know and i i think it'll go six games or so give or take a game you know five to seven games most likely go six games um, so one eight matchup, I think it's 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 pretty impressive. You know, I put a twenty five percent chance that Portland you know passes the Lakers, especially with how the Lakers looked in the NBA restart. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's fairly realistic for the Blazers to upset the Lakers. So
0: yeah, I mean, I, I'm giving Dame at least a couple games just the way he's playing for and sure. and the shooters that they have and there's not a guy on the Lakers roster that can guard him there there's not one I mean maybe there's not a guy on any roster but especially not the Lakers like they don't have a guy that can match up with him at all um and it'll be high scoring games I think and you know I don't know I just I I think he has a puncher's chance I would I'd still take the Lakers in probably five or six you know kind of like you were saying but man Portland what a, what a story I mean like you said you 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 did say like and I'll just say it again but it's no guarantee that they even get it but it's looking pretty good that they're going to get it. I definitely have my money on them getting it. Now Phoenix is red hot. You know, Memphis just has just really fallen apart here. Um, so we'll see how this ends up. I mean, it's probably you'll probably know by the time you're listening we're recording this here before the before these games are played. So um We'll know who they. You'll know who the at least what the playing game is going to be. Probably by the time you're listening to this, but I think it's probably going to be Portland against the Lakers. We'll see because Portland's in track to get that eight spot, and one of these teams is going to have to beat them twice. And I just, I just, man, I'm just, I just don't see that happening right now. So, uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. So, uh, is it my pick? Yeah. All right. All right. Pick my pick. So who? I was talking about Dallas even a couple picks ago, but I'm going to keep sliding them down just because, I mean, they're playing the Clippers in the first round, man. I don't, I I just, uh, so I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Pacers here. Um, Pacers, another just solid team. I, I don't think this team really has a high ceiling or chance to really make a deep run. I just, I don't think they have that level of talent on their team, but they're a solid team. They're well coached and, they're going to go out and fight. If, if Oladipo can maybe turn back to what he was a couple of years ago, where he was a legit top-ten player. He was really good a couple of years ago. Um, uh, then maybe they could make a run here. But, you know, they got Sabonis, who's an all-star, and Turner. Don't love the fit there, but both solid players. They got Brogdon, who's really good. I mean, I, this is a good team. Um, and... You know, Miami Pacers is a good, good first-round matchup, too. I think there's a lot of good first-round matchups. So um, I'm going to go ahead and take the Pacers next year. Um And for that series, Miami, Indy, first, what do you think of the pick? And then we can get to the series.
1: Yeah, I, you know, the Pacers are one of those things that are continually slept on. They, you know, they exceed expectations year after year. Um, another terrific job, you know, getting the five seed without Oladipo for the majority of the season. Um, I've, I've been fairly impressed. You know, a lot of people don't have them in the seven, eight seed. Some even have, you know, an off-base from playoffs with Oladipo injury. But um, I, I like to pick. Um, I definitely would have either had, you know, the Pacers or the Mavericks, like you like you were kind of debating on it sounded like. Uh, and so I like to pick, you know, Miles Turner, Sabonis, Oladipo. Um, Great, you know they had a great offseason. You know picking up Brogdon and stealing away TJ Warren. You know NBA re, M- NBA bubble restart MVP. Uh, TJ Warren, he's been playing incredible. Uh, cat missed, and you know they stole him away. They got TJ Warren and like the 32nd pick for cash, and then they flipped the 32nd pick for like three more future second round picks. So they actually, they absolutely. Uh, destroyed that trade. Uh, and so they've they looked really
0: good. I like the pick. The uh, Pacers have been solid. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and for this series, I mean, Miami Indy. I, I'm going to, I'm taking Miami in six. I think this will be a competitive series. I think the Pacers have enough good players to make it competitive. But I just overall think Miami's deeper. Uh, Spo taught another you, coach, you could argue, is in one of the best coaches in the league. Um, Jimmy um, and everything we talked about Miami. I, I just trust them more here in the, in this spot. So I, I, I'm, I have Miami in six here.
1: And I would probably definitely pick in Miami. I might take Miami in five. I could absolutely see it on six games. Uh, I, I think yeah. I think if O'Deepo was hundred percent obviously he's not hundred percent with his injury, uh I would like to pace his chances just a little bit better. But I would probably I'd probably go Miami in five. I could have six six, six even seven games. But my pick on this series would be probably Miami and five. I think Jimmy Bowler and Bama, the bio, um uh, I think I think it's I think it's fair to say that the, he had the two best players in the series. Um, I know you could make a definite argument for Oladipo over you know, Jimmy or Bam, but I think I would have Jimmy or Bam over any Pacers player, in my opinion. But then you could also make the know, Pacers have the next three or four players, you know, with Turner, Sabonis, Robin, Oladipo. And so it's going to be a good series. But at the end of the day, in the playoffs, I favor, you know, top, top talent over, you know, the next – the three through five players so um i'll take miami in five i think it's gonna be a very fun series a very you know close series as far as like the games they, sh- they should be decided within five to ten points most games so uh i'll do i'll say that and i'll go miami in five
0: yeah all right so i think i'm not sure i think it's the 13th pick um but i think it's you so yeah, you got yeah
1: yeah 13th pick I'm going to go ahead and take the Dallas Mavericks here. Uh, I, I I like them, you know, their net rating loves them. They have the best offensive rating in the entire NBA by a good margin at 16.1, 116.1 offensive rating. You know, Clippers are second at 113.6. And so they're clearly the best, they've been the best offensive team in the NBA. Uh, their net rating, they're, you know, sixth in net rating. Their defense is kind of, Hold them back just a little bit. Their defense in that rating is 18, but their offense rating is number one by a good margin. So I'm gonna go ahead and take the Mavericks here. Uh, like you said, they're facing the Clippers, um, which they haven't fared well. I think they're 0-3 against the Clippers this year. Um, they haven't fared well, but they do have, you know, Luka Doncic, top 10 NBA player. They have Kristaps Kristaps Porzingis, and I really like a lot of their, uh, you know, other. Other kind of seniors, I don't think seeing the playoffs. Playoffs. Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway Jr. seeing very little, if any. Dwyane Wright seen very little. Uh, bow Ball very little. So a lot, of, a lot of their main guys, you know, this is gonna be their first time in the NBA playoffs. And once your first time in the NBA playoffs, um, it's an entire different ball game. You know, playoffs are definitely a different ball game. Uh, There's just definitely gonna be a, a huge learning learning adjustment or whatever, and, you know, they don't get a very favorable matchup with the, the Pursuit. And so why I love the Mavericks going forward as a team uh, this year in the playoffs, it's just, I, I don't see it in the cards form. Obviously they have Luka Doncic who could absolutely, you know, go to the next level in the NBA playoff and single-handedly win, you know, potentially a playoff series uh, or at least a few games by himself. But I just I just don't love their chances, you know. And especially their road is not the best. You know, they'd have to face the Clippers, and if they pass the Clippers, they'd have to see either Denver, or Utah, and then if they pass Denver, or Utah, they'd have to see the Lakers and then the Bucks. I just I just don't absolutely love their chances. Uh, and so I got the Mavericks here, like them a lot going forward. Just don't like them a lot um, going into this playoff matchup. And so. I I definitely think they'll win a game or two against the Clippers. Um, As far as my playoff prediction goes, uh, Clippers Mavericks round one. I would probably say Clippers in five or six, and I think I think Luca and Porzingis will find a way to win two games. You know, probably game like three and five or something like that. And I will have you know Clippers in six games.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair prediction. I was going to say five or six. I mean, yeah, they have the offensive firepower to definitely take a few games. Um, yeah, I mean, I was falling in love with, with them a little bit, just looking at their stats today, trying to figure out where to rank them just because – just doing a little work before this. And it's like, wow, their numbers really are impressive. But they're young. Um, they are well coached and they're a great coach, like you said. A lot of really good coaches in the league right now, Rick Carlisle. Um and two stars. Porzingis has looked great, I think. I mean, he's really looked special again, kind of back to Porzingis, you know, that guy that everyone freaked out about the Knicks trading. Um, he's looked really good, obviously. Luca is an MVP candidate this year. You know, we'll see where he ends up on the ballot for that. But um, he's he's spectacular. And you and you dive into Dallas and it's like, wow, this team's really good but it's just like yeah I think I'm with you with they're just not ready yet this is not the year for them to make a run I mean maybe they could surprise but I don't like the matchup maybe if they would have dropped Drew, Drew Denver you know or a team like that but I think playing the Clippers a team this hungry and ready I, I think that's a tough matchup for a young Dallas team but I could see this being a learning stepping stone for dallas where it's like oh yeah they they played the clippers tough last year now they're ready this next year i i think that's what this series is going to be for dallas um so I, i think i think they're on the right path but yeah not not quite yet this year i like that pick though for for dallas and now um now we really drop off here i think um there's i you know with Memphis falling off the way they have, and then the two injuries just ravaging the Nets with Kyrie and KD, and then you know Orlando has lost five in a row. <laughs> so, um, and I also don't
1: think I don't think anyone's picked the Nuggets yet either. Just so, oh, we haven't aware. picked da- out.
0: Oh, well we haven't picked Denver. Oh, you picked out. Okay, no. okay, I got you. Oh, we missed Denver. Huh? Th- okay. 13. Okay. Yeah. So Nuggets Denver's four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here. So I got Denver next. Now we can talk. Sorry, Denver. We total. I totally spaced you off. <laughs> sorry, I was look. It, no, it does not drop off. I think Denver's definitely in this tier um, of teams. I think yeah. you could have made an argument for them higher. Definitely, you, they, they're probably too low here. Um, sorry, there, Denver, but uh, Denver's solid, man. I mean, they've they they have injuries right now. Murray's on a, a limit restriction. Um, we'll see if Will Barton comes back. Um, I I don't know. I mean, Jokic has been great. Uh, You know, the bubble, he's been a little, eh. But this season, he's been spectacular. Jokic, another MVP candidate. Um, Jokic, Colbert. This is a great matchup. Really great center matchup uh, here um, in this round. And and we'll just go on the series here. Um, What are you seeing in this series? How are you feeling as a Jazz fan? Is this the matchup you wanted? The Jazz seemed like this – the Jazz, this seems like this is the matchup they wanted. Um, how are you feeling about this series? Yeah, honestly,
1: I'm I'm super hyped that they're facing Denver in the first round. Uh, obviously, I much prefer Denver. Over, you know, the Clippers, Thunder, Rockets. Um, I, you know, I think uh, I, I like the matchup. I, I mentioned earlier, I think it's 50-50 who wins the series, whether it be Denver or whether it be Utah. But I think if Utah, you know, they play their starters, you know, 38, they're 38, 40 minutes a night, which I don't think is too unrealistic. You know, their starters are riding out 30, 34. So all them guys up, you know, four, five, six minutes, which typically happens in the playoffs regardless. Uh, Gobert and Donovan is going to have to kind of show that they're, that they're you know, top 20 players the day. They're going to have to play well if the Jazz want a chance to uh, – you know, beat the the Nuggets in the playoffs. You know, and even though the Jazz have been, and well, they're three, they're zero three against the Nuggets this year. Um, that doesn't necessarily tell the story because I think all three games have been within five points. I think in two of the three games, Jazz had like 20 point leads, and they just kind of fell apart right at the end. Um, I think I was actually doing a little research, and Jazz actually won more quarters uh, of of the basket. I love that you brought that.
0: I love that you brought that point up, and I'm sorry to just jump right in, but I, I really love that point that you brought that up because this is what I wanted to talk about, and I kind of mentioned it when we were talking about the Jazz earlier when you you picked them, and um, yeah, I mean people are definitely going to accuse us of being homers, which I mean we are. Then Denver should, you know, Denver Utah even matchup. I think this is a 50 50 series, but that point you just brought up I think is key about the quarters because. Uh, I didn't know that. That's interesting, but I just think it fits in this narrative in my head where the Jazz start have better starters. You mentioned the Jazz starting lineup as one of the best lineups in the league. I agree with you. It is. Even without Bogdanovich, it's it's one of the best starting lineups in the league. They they crush teams with that lineup. Um, they did last year, too. The Jazz starting lineup, for whatever reason, has always – I mean, even with Favors and Gobert, they would have a positive, you know. Uh, net rating and stuff like that. And the Jazz starters in this series, I really like them against Denver starters. I think Jazz have a real advantage there. Um, But it's just interesting to me because they have blown these big leads because I think in these games against Denver, we've seen the Jazz starters get out to big leads. We're talking double-digit leads. And the bench comes in and Denver's deeper. I don't think anyone would argue that. Jazz bench is basically the worst team in the NBA. Um, And... Denver's bench is good. It's solid and it comes in and it's one of their strengths. And it comes in and and guys like Morris and and you know guys like that and and they and they outscore the Jazz. So I think that that part was key. I just I think that's going to be a give and take all year. I, I mean all series is Jazz stars jump out and you'll see the Jazz close to me which could be frustrating, but I really think that's going to be a storyline of the series.
1: Yeah, for sure. And just kind of, you know, first the first Jazz-Nuggets game, the Jazz lost 106-100, to 100, but they won the first quarter. They won the second quarter. They took a five-point lead going into halftime. And then the third quarter, the Jazz kind of fell apart. Uh, Nuggets beat the Jazz by 11 points in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter is tied. So game one, Jazz lose by six, but they went uh, two quarters and they tie one. Nuggets only won one quarter, but that one quarter, they fell apart. They completely lost the game. So, you know, there's a little bit more stats, you know, and in this game, Rudy Gobert um, went off somewhat, 21 points, 11 rebounds. He had a good game. Donovan Mitchell really struggled, um, only had four points. So he's, he's definitely going to be a, a huge part of this. But anyway. Only um, shooting 40%
0: first Denver in his – this. Yeah. Uh, I saw uh, McCade tweet that out Uh Big series for Donovan and Rudy. You know, we talk about these guys as as all star level players, which they've proven to be. They should let's go win this series. You know, you got you got guys that you're compared to. You know, you got Jokic, a guy that Gobert is constantly in a conversation with. You know, and and Donovan, like big series for him. He struggled in the playoffs. I love Donovan. I'm not knocking him. He's been a young guy. Hard situation, only option. I get it. Trust me. I've been there. <laughs> we yeah, both have. But yeah, exactly. the stats are what the stats are. He hasn't shot well in the playoffs. So th- this is a big series for both of them. And I'm excited to see how they perform. And, you know, the the drama around them this season, which has definitely been irritating for the fan base, is, you know, you know let's, let's put it aside and hopefully they can win this series, you know. As far as a prediction, what are you thinking here? I mean, I, I know we're both going to take the Jazz, but...
1: Yeah, I, I would say Jazz in six or seven. I'll go with Jazz in seven. I think it's going to be a really, really close series, uh, back and forth, you know, all all throughout. And, you know, talent-wise, you know, the Jazz have maybe slightly better starters in my opinion. Um, you know, Yo Kitchen, and Gobert very compare very back and forth. Even Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell, I've seen a lot of people, you know, compare them to some take Jamal Murray, um, some take Don Mitchell. I pre- prefer Don Mitchell over Jamal Murray. But Jamal Murray's, you know, he's no, he's no, he's a good player. He's, he's no bad player. He's a really good player, Jamal Murray. He's maybe even slightly underrated to, you know, maybe the average fan, but, uh, uh, you know, They need to play well. I've got the Jazz in, I would say, seven. But it's going to be a good series. I'm excited for it. It's going to be such a fun
0: series. It's a great series. It really is. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it doesn't draw, like, the national eyes. I don't know. But, I mean, Uh it's. I think it's a great, like, basketball series. Like, hoops, Twitter, you know, the hashtag NBA Twitter. Like, this is a great series. Because there's all these, you know, I've seen those, too. Like, Jamal or Donovan. Like, like the, there's those real arguments and now they're going head to head and we have a chance to just see, you know, and, and I, I do, I have the jazz in seven too. So <laughs> of course, but, uh, but I think, I think it is a 50 50 series and yeah, it's going to be really fun to see how it goes. Um, sorry, Denver, you, you, yeah. you slid a bit far there, but, and then we picked against you, but you know, it had yeah. to happen. <laughs> and now, now it one officially thing, one thing falls off. I, want to mention,
1: so I just looked up the stats so I'm like, Yeah, so one thing, I looked up the quarter stats. So Denver's won six of the 14 quarters, which means the Jazz have either tied or won the other eight because there's obviously counting the overtime supporters. So Denver's won six of the 14. So Jazz uh, have either, I think the Jazz have probably. You know, the, the Denver Nuggets have only won six of the 14 quarters, counting overtime. So, yeah, I, I even though Jazz are 0 3, it's definitely a lot closer than that, in my opinion. But, yeah, now that we got that out of the way, we should be able to move on to the uh, final picks or so.
0: so yeah, I, you, you
1: went You went Nuggets at 14, uh, 15. It's, we're kind of scraping the end of the barrel here. Uh, uh, Brooklyn Mets, you got Orlando Magic. You've got some of the other teams in the Western Conference fighting for the AC. You've got you know, the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Spurs. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Phoenix Suns here um, because I I think they've been absolutely on fire since the NBA restart. They have the best net rating since the NBA restart in the NBA. Um, they're the only team that's undefeated 6-0 and so far. Um, or 7-0, excuse me, 7-0 in the NBA restart. Um, have the best net rating um, at 11.2 and, you know, they, they've been really, really good. Devin Booker's been really, really good. Uh, you know, they have kind of lucked out with some of the schedules. A lot of teams, I feel like, have set sat there better players against the Suns. And, you know, Ricky Reveal absolutely turned it on as well. Um, and so, you know, they're just looking good. They're looking really good. You know, they're going to have a fight team to make it into the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, Let's say you know Portland, Phoenix Suns, and the play-in for um, the 8th seed. That's going to be incredible, especially if the Suns go, you know, eight and all win at the entire NBA restart, which I think they should. I don't, can't remember who for sure they play, but they should be able to win. I'm sure they play a team that'll sit longer players last night of the regular season, with you know all the seeding spots locked up. Um, they should go be able to go eight and off through the NBA restart, and then they'll most likely have to face Portland. In the the play-in game for the eight, nine, for the eight seed, and I, that's gonna be super, super fun. That's gonna be one of the best games of the year, in my opinion. If it's a, a Portland Phoenix, you know, if whoever gets the eight seed is gonna be huge because whoever gets the eight seed only has to win one game, while the nine seed has to win two games. So that's gonna be a huge advantage. Uh, and also, if let's say Phoenix does get the eight seed and Portland gets the nine seed. Even though I have, you know, talked very, very high of the Trailblazers, you know, the best ACs in NBA history if they get to the AC uh, Port, Phoenix is only half a game out of that AC, So it's very possible that they move up ahead of Portland if Portland loses their last game. Phoenix wins their last game. And if Phoenix moves ahead of the Portland Trailblazers, I, I find it very, very difficult. Even though how good Damian Lerner's been since Amy Restart, um, uh, start, I, I think it's going to be very, very tough for Portland to win two games against the Phoenix Suns while well, the Phoenix Suns only have to win one to get that A seed. And so if they, they've they been playing super well. Like I said, best net ever in NBA since NBA restart. Uh, I think they have a shot at getting the A seed. And if they get the A seed, I think they win a one, maybe two games against the Lakers. Uh, and so – and we're at the bottom of the barrel, so I kind of got to find something here. I definitely like it more than the Nets or the Magic. As far as, you know, uh, NBA title chance goes, Um I, I would take the Suns here, and yeah, so my 15th pick in the NBA draft, I'm going Phoenix Suns, um, 7-0 since the NBA restart, I'm looking to make it 8-0, I think they play tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like that, I like that, the Suns have been great, 7-0 and like you said, they they play, so Suns play, they play Dallas today, Suns are 9, wow. nine point favorites um, oh, wow. against Dallas, uh, again, game game's at 2, so... Game might you might be listening to this, and Phoenix will probably have already won. It sounds like Dallas is resting everyone. Um, and then Portland plays tonight against a Nets team that's suddenly frisky, and they'll be my next pick, I guess, because they're in the playoffs, walked in as a seven seed here. Uh, you know, they came into the restart, and it's like, why are the Nets here? But it, but they've suddenly somehow won three in a row. um oh, wow. i don't know how let's i don't even know who they've played i haven't really been locked into the nets to be honest but they are seven they've been frisky uh they beat the clippers upset the clippers uh, distro- they killed the magic beat the Kings. so the, yeah. the nets are they're, they're they got a little bit of friskiness to them right now so i'll take them next they're locked in the playoffs like you said we're we're really at the bottom here and one thing I want to get to, uh, we didn't we didn't mention him when we were talking about Denver, but Michael Porter Junior has been great. We'll just we'll say that. I, I think we we've both seen that. I mean, he's a problem. I mean, if he, the, the health was only the the only question mark with him coming out, and it looks like he's healthy right now, so he's been he's been great. Just mention that quickly. Forgot about him on the Nuggets, but um, but Devin Devin Booker for the Suns has been awesome. Like. You know, as we're talking the top five bubble guys, you've got Dame, you've got TJ Warren, definitely got Booker, um, and I don't know who you f- uh, fill out the rest of five with, but like he's he's been he's been on a tear. But yeah, I'll take the the, the Nets there, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave the next couple to you. I, I I think I'll just take a team that's in the playoffs for sure
1: a good pick, Um and I'm kind of surprised by that. they five and two since January. Star. So I wasn't really that wired at this. I thought they had been playing pretty poorly, this, but, uh, being pretty bad. So I'm, and I have, not I have not, believe it or not, I have not tuned into many Nets games since the So I'm.
0: I'm right 100%. there with you, man. I didn't. I, I, I literally. Just only knew they won three in a row because it said win uh, W three on the ESPN standings. <laughs> that's
1: crazy, yeah. And they're five and two in the in the NBA restart. That's incredible. They're ten in net rating since the NBA restart, Ten out of 22 teams. I thought River Plate would have been, you know, twenty-one or twenty-two out of net rating. And they surprisingly have a positive net rating. Uh, they have better net rating the Mavericks, Sigators, Thunder, Pacers. Jazz Nuggets Lakers Lakers have the second worst net rating in the entire NBA start, so they've been struggling for sure. But um, yeah, Nets sitting at five two in the NBA restart. I think that's that's a good pick. You know, I think, I think I'm kind of kicking myself not taking the Nets at
0: 15 over the Suns. But um, what can you do? So, <laughs> the Suns. I mean, yeah, really Lavert's Lavert's left. And that's the Jared Allen. You know, they got some you know, they're not they're not terrible, man. They're they got some friskiness. But yeah, we only got a couple teams left here, so uh we'll finish up here. Who 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 would you have with your next selection? Or is it me? Oh it's you. It's you.
1: It's me, yeah. I think it's me. So um seventeenth pick, you know, you either have the magic, who on one hand they're locked into the eighth seed. Um, while I don't really think, oh, sorry
0: to, to interrupt to you. Really I guess, sorry to keep to our what we were doing. Uh, we got Nets Raptors, um, quickly. Um, I'll say Raptors sweep. Yeah, and I also would
1: say Raptors All
0: right, back to back to your uh back to your points. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Yeah, so
1: with the 17th pick, you know. Either got the Magic, who are locked in as the AC, they'll at least for sure make the playoffs, or you got the San Antonio Spurs or the potential Memphis Grizzlies. So I've crossed the Memphis Grizzlies off the list um, completely, just because they've looked so bad in the NBA restart. Um, The Memphis Grizzlies have, you know, the 16th that rating. They're one and six in the NBA restart. that's only better than the Washington Wizards, who are 0-7. And, uh, and so one of, the, one of the worst teams in the NBA restart, the Grizzlies. I'm completely riding them off. Um, I think – do I go – I'm going to go with the San Antonio Spurs. While they may be a long shot to even make it into the playoffs, uh, if they do make it into the playoffs, um, I like their chances of at least winning a game or two in the playoffs You know, with Greg Povich, with DeMar DeRozan. With uh, some of the other guys, I like their chance of at least winning a game in the playoffs better than someone like the uh, Magic, who, you know, are, are if, if they're locked in the AC, I'm going to pick the Bucks as a sweep when we get to them. Yep, uh, and same. so I'm going to go at least with the Spurs, who, if they make it in the playoffs, I could see them win one, maybe two games against the Lakers, uh, potentially. And so I'm gonna go with the Spurs here, the 17th pick, and that only leaves two more picks to go. Just, just great Popovich. I've got the only reason I'm gonna pick up Greg Popovich. You know, like we said, one of the best coaches in NBA, probably the best coach in NBA history. They uh, made it to 21, 22 straight playoffs. This might be the end of the record here. Um, I, well, they still have a chance of potentially making You know, only they're tied for the ninth seed. I think, well, they're technically eleventh with tiebreakers and everything, and only half a game
0: out of the a seat, so yeah. So nice they, they need the they need they need to win, which they're playing they're playing Jazz. So I mean, they j- should win. Jazz are resting everyone, so they should win. Uh, yeah. But like we said, Phoenix plays. They need Phoenix to lose, and Phoenix is playing Dallas, who's resting everyone. So they'll need Dallas's bench to pull an upset, which I mean Dallas's bench had that big comeback against the Jazz bench. Um they need Memphis to lose to 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 Milwaukee too, which Milwaukee's playing their bench guys. So they basically need three bench teams to win. Um so the Spurs who play great in the restart are kind of gonna get left out to dry here just because you know they they're not gonna have a kind of a fair, I mean, not a fair chance. They got to come back when maybe they shouldn't have, but they, they they play great in the bubble, but it just might not happen for them. But hey, crazier things have happened, right? So, but the Spurs are in, and I, I agree. If they get in, you know, they have pop. They they took Denver to seven last year. Uh, they always yeah. seem to find their way into competitive series when they have the lesser talent. So, yeah, I mean, got to give your props to the Spurs. But yeah, just a couple teams left here. Um, next, Hmm. (laughs) um, (laughs) I guess I'll just go ahead and take Memphis because I think Memphis has a bright future and I don't really know what Orlando's doing over there. Um, and I think Memphis, they got a good foundation, you know, it just isn't going to happen for them this year. They've really fallen apart here. Like you said, writing them off, can't blame you, but Hey, if they can beat the, the Bucks backups, Memphis only two and a half point favorites, so it's Vegas kind of sees that as a toss up game. That kind of see shows you where the state of the Grizzlies are right now. Um, when they see the Bucks backups as even with them, but I mean, the Grizzlies, you know, they they have a chance to be in that playoff game with the win. They still control their own destiny. I love Jaw, um, and yeah, so I'll just go ahead and take them because. The Magic, while they, yes, they are in the playoffs, I don't think they, I think, I mean, if Memphis got in, they'd get swept too, so I guess both these teams are sweep. so it, I'll just go ahead and take Memphis. Yeah, and I, I like ja, Um
1: and Magic have struggled, you know, they're missing John and Isaac, one of the better players, and he really knows what they're doing, so I, I get uh, I get Magic by default with you going to Memphis. uh and you know they've been absolutely horrible uh, for most season, especially since Jonathan Isaac went down. Uh, trying to find a – yeah, they've they've not been that great. Uh, they're 15th in net rating. It looks like two and 5 a day restart. They're they're going to get swept by the Milwaukee uh, Bucks, in my opinion, especially without Jonathan Isaac. They it's going to be a very short series for them. And so I'll go with the Magic. They. They, sh- yeah, I don't, I don't, know what the Magic are doing either. You know, their, <laughs> their lineup is really kind of wacky. Um, I, 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 really don't
0: know what they're doing, but I'll go Magic here in the nineteenth pick, and that's basically it. That's it, man. We, we got through it. Uh, we got through it. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, 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 you know, like by the time people listen, like I've said, you, you'll probably know what at least the playing game is going to be. Um. But we previewed the playoffs, too, which start next week. So none of this should really be outdated by the time the playoffs tip off. So I'm excited, man. I'm I'm, I'm liking where the Jazz ended up. I really am. I, I can't believe this worked out yeah. for them. I really can't.
1: <laughs> I know. They they never get this lucky with the City games. But even though they did get the lucky and got our preferred matchup and all that, had we played Houston, you know, no Westbrook 3 or 4.
0: Yeah, I know. In, the year they miss know, Houston, player. they – Westbrook's so the out. Their the, the seed breaks out perfectly. Uh, yeah,
1: the, the team they want to avoid is missing their second-best players. So, uh, yeah. They get screwed somehow, uh, one way or the other. Uh, but I still do like their chance against Denver, and then they get to avoid the Lakers until potentially the Western Conference Finals, who, in my opinion, are one of their worst matchups in the NBA entire I'd agree. Game.
0: I'd agree. I'd agree. Um. So,
1: they did overall get a good lucky break. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the Jazz can beat the Nuggets for sure. And I think they can. I think Quinn Snyder is going to outcoach Michael Malone. Uh, I think, I think they have a good chance. Uh, Don Mitchell, Rudy Gobert's got to play well. Joe Ingles, Jordan is going to have to knock down those open threes. And I think that's going to be the key to the series. Honestly, Jazz just got knocked down the open threes because it is so incredibly frustrating when you know Joe Ingles misses a uh, wide open three. When Jordan Clarks misses a wide open three, Royce on misses a wide open three. Mike Conley misses a wide open three, and they go in these spurts where uh, they either can't make a wide open three or they can't miss a wide open three. And so I'm just hoping and praying that uh, they are in the spurt that they can't miss. And it looked really good the last few four games uh, as far as making open threes goes. And so I'm hoping that this spurt continues into the playoffs and... Those guys like Rice, Mel, Joe Ingalls, Jordan Marks, and Mike Conley, just knock down those open threes and they shoot well from them. And I think that's gonna be one of the keys to the series. So, hoping they win. Like the matchup, like you said.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you're right. I mean, just the last couple of years, it's just been missed, missed threes in the playoffs for Jazz. Good looks, but just haven't fallen for whatever reason. But it's the way it goes. Hopefully, this year it goes different. But I agree. I like the matchup too. But that doesn't mean I feel better than. <laughs> 51 percent that they, they're gonna win the series you know i i, I think it is a, it's a it's gonna be a fun long series i, I think it's gonna could i think it goes yeah i think jazz and seven is the right pick so um but yeah man anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here we're we're going long here today but i i've loved this conversation we've had
1: uh not really um we could uh yeah, I like I'm just gonna briefly go overcome my NBA end the season awards, take thirty seconds on that. I like Giannis for M V P honestly. Uh, I like Nick Nurse I already mentioned this for coach of the year. I I think Giannis is going to be defensive player of the year as well as MVP, but I'd absolutely love it if Rudy Gobert um somehow found a way to get defensive player of the year for the third year. I just don't see a likely with the jazz defense rating declining this season. So I'll go. Gian, I'll say Giannis. I think we will win Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, you know, I kind of like Dennis Schroeder on OKC for Sixth Man of the Year. Um, and uh, let's see, Most Improved Player. I I think he goes. I, I would say Ingram. I think you can make a huge case for for Ingram or Luka Doncic or Bam Adebayo, or there's two or three other guys that you can make a case for Most cool Player for. But I'll I'll, I'll go with Ingram. And then Executive of the Year, I think it's the only one this now, and six man, oh no no, Executive of the Year should go to I say Oklahoma City. They could potentially win a first round series. And then they got like a billion first round It's like six or seven or something like that from the, the Rockets and the Clippers. And so executive of the year should go to the Oklahoma City. Um, San Presky, uh, city that should be executive here. So those are just my end of the war things really quick. Just kind of want to get that out there and kind of compare them, um, uh, when the actual end of the season awards go.
0: So I like that. I mean, MVP. Yeah. I mean, like we could talk about this real quick. I don't yeah. know that the narrative for LeBron's MVP case is really starting to bother me and I'm not trying to come off anti-LeBron. I like LeBron. I really do. I mean, I think he's the second greatest player of all time. I think, I, li- I like LeBron. I, li- I do. I just, like, and I don't think it's him, but just, like, the narrative around it, it's not his fault. It's just, like, the narrative around it is, like, nauseating. It's just, like, okay, because Kobe died and there was, like, yeah, that's his MVP case. Giannis was better in every statistical category. And the Kobe death, horrible, horrible tragedy. Um, but everyone, like, has had to deal with that you know it it had that type of impact it wasn't just the Lakers that felt that um yeah I mean I saw Ramona Shelburne on the jump which is so pro LeBron it's not even funny but um other than Paul Pierce who's so anti-LeBron it's not even funny like um but they said Ramona Shelburne said, "I know literally her words were, I know LeBron Giannis is better in every statistical category, but the story of LeBron James this season is better to me and I'm vote for narrative awards." Like, I'm sorry, I liked Mar- I like Ramona still, but I just don't think we should be voting that way. Giannis is the MVP. He should be the MVP. <laughs> The narrative award, are you serious? Like, this isn't the year to give Bron a legacy MVP. If that's what we're trying to do, I, I just don't think this is the year to do it. We have a clear-cut MVP on a dominant team, on a title-favorite team, and I think Giannis is the guy. And defense player of the year, yeah, um, it'll it'll be interesting. I think, yeah, I just think Gobert, you know, I think he'll probably be second or third, but seems like Giannis will probably get the award. Um and yeah, as active the year I OKC, wow, they they're really set up well, and they're winning now. So um, yeah. that's that's been great. Nick Nurse job he's done. I'm with you on all of it. Uh, agree with you there, man. I, I um, but I, I appreciate you coming on. We're over an hour and a half here. Really appreciate you coming on and spending the time. And and yeah, I can't wait for these playoffs to get started. Yeah, same here. Thanks for having
1: me on. I, I had a lot of fun and. Uh hopefully we'll be
0: back one day again. So. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have you on. I mean, hopefully the Jazz are fortunate enough to advance past the first round. And, you know, maybe we could do this for the, a second round preview or something like that. Um
1: I'll come back when the Jazz win the championship and talk about how we're going. We'll
0: we'll have the parade on, we'll uh, we'll have the parade on the podcast because we won't be able to have an actual parade because of the coronavirus. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Carson. No problem. Thank
1: you, Ty. See
0: you guys. All right. It's been another episode of low expectations podcast. If you don't mind just rating and reviewing on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. That really helps us out. Um, Thanks guys, peace. Hey, thanks man, appreciate it, for real.
1: Dude, Ty, thank you so much, dude. I had a lot of fun uh, talking about the NBA playoffs and stuff like that. I've been slacking on my Sports Geeks podcast, so uh, it's been a lot of fun to kind of get back in the studio. It's been like you know eight months since I recorded podcasts. Oh so really? Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: I go through phases like that too, man. I, I I won't record for like weeks. I'm trying to be more consistent. Just you know, I don't know. I yeah, yeah, yeah. talking, you know, it's. Better than tweeting all the time. I feel like so. For um, sure,
1: you can get more of your thoughts out there. You know, tweeting's hard just because you're limited on characters. So it's been it's it's fun getting your thoughts out there on a podcast like this. so